Welcome back to the Wrong Advice Podcast. I'm your host, John Picciuto, and I'm very excited to have the one and only Nikki Marie on with us today. Nikki is an incredibly talented concert photographer and someone I'm super happy to call my friend. And Nikki, how are you doing today? I'm good. Just tired. It's a dreary <laughs> Saturday here. Yeah, I hear that. At least it's not dumping snow out right now, so it's hard to complain. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take rain over <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, considering what it's doing in the rest of the country, it's it's uh, a nice little yeah. rep, you know, reprieve for us. Glad I'm not <laughs> traveling anywhere anytime soon because <laughs> it seems kind of chaotic and everybody's flights are getting canceled, so I'm going to stay in I know. <laughs> nice. Can you, uh, can you give a quick introduction to the listeners who you are? Sure. Um, my name is Nikki Marie. I run Nikki Marie Media on all my social media platforms. I'm a concert photographer and portrait photographer, and um, I tour with bands sometimes. <laughs> so you're basically living my dream, the thing that I want to do most in the world to a level <laughs> that... I mean, listen, this is how we became friends on the internet. I started following yes. you because you posted just one of the fucking coolest Harry Styles photos I've ever seen. Um, there, you, it was sparkly you. and twilighty and just magnificent. And I was like, holy shit, this girl is amazing. <laughs> and then we yeah, just became internet friends. Yeah. Oh, no problem. So How did you get started taking music photos? What was like the process like to become you know, Nikki Marie, who is now followed by tens of thousands of people and shot some of the biggest bands and artists on earth. <laughs> well, um, I'll tell you, it was a long process. <laughs> um, I started when I was 15. Uh, I was always really into photography. That was like always like kind of my thing. I'm like an all around artist. I do illustrations and stuff. But when I got into high school, I kind of focused on photography a little bit more. Um, and then I always love music. Music is like my life. I cannot play any instruments. I cannot sing. <laughs> but music was like ultimately so important to me because it inspired like all of my work and stuff. So at the time when I was just doing like portraits and stuff, like I would take inspiration from lyrics to like create different like photos and stuff. So basically it stemmed from that. And then I went to my first like local concert I'm gonna say um and I brought my camera and I took photos for a band called After Midnight Project and um I was about 15 16 and uh they loved the pictures which I was like genuinely surprised because like looking back they are crap they're crap yeah um but the guy the lead singer Jason Evigan nicest guy ever um and he was like, are you going to be at Warped Tour? We'll be at Warped Tour, bring your camera. So I was like, okay, great. So um, went to Warped Tour that year, met up with him at his tent, and he's like, hey, come with me. And he got me a press pass, and he said, you're shooting our set today. So, like, I'm a 16-year-old. I've literally never done that. I've only ever watched it be done. So I was freaking out. I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I hope I don't, like, fuck this up. Because <laughs> um, I only had like a little point and shoot. It wasn't even like a, it was a pretty decent point and shoot at the time. I mean, you know, it was a Nikon. It was like a Nikon, like ultra zoom lens one. It's like a kind of like a bridge camera, but not really. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I photographed our set. He had me go everywhere. I was on the stage. I was, I mean, this was like crazy to me because like I had never dreamt of You're that. You're so young. Yeah. And yeah, it was, it was insane. I was definitely the youngest one in the pit. I'll, I'll give myself that. Um, 
and I just got like these incredible photos and I was just like obsessed Immediately like, I knew I had to, you know like when you when you get in that spot and you're just kind of like oh shit I want to do this forever like I and that's big for me because as someone with ADHD like I I go off in different directions a lot but like that was like one of my steadiest like um no I need to be here I need to be yeah. here so um yeah so I pretty much just took off from there um I got under a publication as an intern and um I learned how to request shows. I learned like who to email, how to do the, there's like a specific layout, how to ask for press passes. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, I just kind of continue on from there. And then, you know, I was very low key for a, a while, but I did manage to bring my camera into a Harry Styles concert in 2018. Oh, and, and a One Direction concert. Because back then, and they didn't really care. You know, they weren't looking for people with DSLR cameras. They didn't say anything to me. So I just brought my camera into those two couple of shows. And, um, and where were you yeah, sitting? Photos. Um, so for One Direction, I was on the catwalk a little bit further back. Oh. But I had my big, I had a big ones with me. And it was in Ohio. It was a stadium. No one said anything to me at the time. This is just, so it was like pure luck, honestly. And, um. I managed to take some photos there and then I, you know, back then though, it was a little bit different with social media. There wasn't like TikTok or anything. So even though I posted them, like nobody, you know, Twitter standing was like not a thing in 2015 and stuff. So it was just like a different, it was yeah. a different feeling. And um, I got shots at um, Harry Styles 2018 show in DC. So over pandemic, um, when Harry blew up on TikTok, rest in peace. Um, <laughs> gatekeeping him was no longer a thing. Um, I posted them on as like a TikTok, and it blew up. And then my Twitter blew up, and then my Instagram <laughs> blew up, and then everything else blew up. And then I was like, "Oh, that's nice. People like my stuff." Yeah. yeah. And so from there on, I was able to just kind of like push a little bit more people were a little bit paying attention a little bit more um so it did take a while it took a while i'm not gonna lie i've been Isn't that like, for like 15 years and it's, it's damn, just man, that's, that's amazing i like i say that a lot of my podcasts because i'm only three years into my career as a photographer and yeah. Like where I am today versus where I was three years ago, it's a fucking joke. Like I'm like leaps and bounds doing shit so much cooler than I ever thought would be possible. Right. But then right. I also have to like keep reminding myself I've been doing this for three years. Like, yeah, no shit. I haven't shot the cover of a fucking Vogue or something. I've been yeah, doing it for five it, minutes. I'm not going to lie. It's it's a definitely a hard business. Um, it's definitely one of those things where it's like sometimes you have to accept defeat and um, – during the pandemic, when we didn't have any live shows, I was very um, lost because I had pretty much just like based my photography on live music. And like, that's great. But, you know, I had to take myself back to my roots and I did portrait photography and I was kind of doing some theme photography. And I learned a little bit deeper into my Photoshop and just kind of refreshed myself. Um mm -hmm. And by doing so, like, I noticed that, like, I also was able to build up an audience with that. And, like, I was able to be, like, okay, listen, like, different approach time. Like, it's obviously, like, 
very going to be, it's going to be like my push in my career is going to be very social media based. Um, and it's going to have to, it's just going to have to be put out there. Um, yeah. Instead of me just like emailing, DMing, like manager, stuff like that. And like, sometimes it works. I mean, not going to lie. Like I'm so blessed to have the following I have on my Instagram because it gets me a lot of traction with different managers, different artists. Um, so it just kind of looks serious. Um, yeah. Because it's so yeah. Listen, just, it's a horrible feeling because there are so many talented people out there like you are that just oh, don't have you. that. Like, of course, and there's like no traction and it sucks because, you know, that's a kind of a, it's a really good push sometimes. And I, you know, it definitely helped me personally. Um, mm-hmm. So I was really happy about that. But uh, it's one of those things. It's one of those things where it's like the duality of it makes me laugh. Like there's no question that if there was uh, like 50,000 people next to my Instagram name, it would probably afford me some better opportunities from a photography perspective. But then I also think like, well, are they hiring me because I'm good or are they hiring me because of the number attached right. to my name yeah, and exactly. and I don't think it's I don't think it's that for like music photography that much because like it's not a brand they're not cat you know capitalizing over their audience because the artists already have the audience right. you know what I mean right so it's I think just, like it's a weird yeah <laughs> it is a, so it's a weird. weird process it's a weird process yeah. I mean I was like I said I've been doing this 15 years and I had people just like hey, you're really great, you're super talented, I want to help you out, I want to do this, blah, blah, blah. And, like, it was a continuous thing, you know? But it was mm-hmm. nobody, nobody, like, nobody pushed, like, nobody nobody continued on with it. So they would offer me these, like, being like, oh, my God, you're so talented, blah, blah, you should definitely be doing this. And, like, how are you not hired yet? Blah. But it was, like, nobody kind of, you know, kept the ball Made rolling, I should say. Yeah. Um, so it's always like, it's really, it's so crappy. I mean, it's a shitty feeling because there are so many people that I see on like Twitter and everything. And I'm like, Oh my God, like they're so talented. Like, how do you not have more of like a, like a traction, like more like traffic on your site and stuff. Like, it's just, it sucks. It, yeah. It it's, it's a double-edged sword. I like, I like social media because for one, it gets me introduced to amazing other artists like yourself and other friends that I've made on the internet over the last few years, which is great. And then it is also like this huge source of resentment and anxiety when it's like, well, this fucking thing I did only got 10 likes and this thing, you know, it's like when you're placating to an algorithm, it could be frustrating. But at the end of the day, it's the work that matters. And I, you know, from a, a music photography perspective, I, there's not many people out there that I think rival your sense of artistry with music. Um, you. It's very easy to be in a pit and take a photo. Right. And because yeah. of who the subject is, it's a liked thing, right? Like right. when you have immediate access to someone like Harry Styles and, or insert ABC. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying, right? Like at the end, of, yeah. Like I mean, you can you can someone with zero followers can get attraction on something like that. And I think what you've been able to do is take those experiences and opportunities and build an artistic profile of what's going on. And it goes beyond 
snapping someone singing into a microphone. And I'm just curious, like how over time, you know, 15 years, you've gone about developing your sense of artistry and your style when it comes to concert photography. So honestly, it, it took me a bit. It took me a bit. I feel like I started off a little chaotic. You know, it was a different sense of how I was photographing. Um, you know, I was photographing like pop punk bands and it was like, you know, warp tour and it has to kind of do with like the environment for me. So when it comes to that type of stuff, like it was it was just like minimalist, like it just it was pretty much like a contrast, you know, it wasn't like a hmm, I'm trying, trying to figure out the word for this. It was like a simple kind of edit. So I wasn't really like looking into creating too much like Photoshop wise and everything. It was just me, camera, like contrast, black, white, you know, all the fun stuff. Um, during the pandemic, <laughs> I got into re-editing photos that I had and I was like, okay, how can I make this better? Like I was just getting really discouraged because I'm seeing all these like newer, sorry, the cat. Um, I'm seeing all these like newer photographers coming out with these like different styles they had going on. And I was like, oh, like these are cool. Like I wish I knew how to do this. Like if I knew how to do this, maybe I would be hired more. Maybe it would stand out more in my work. So I took a couple of like photos I've seen and I kind of like tried to like recreate that look in my own way and and build from there but it definitely gave me a kick in the ass I'm gonna say that um because it was one of those things where you had to um you had to really like I had to flip my style like I had to you know I sit at my computer and I edit like for like hours but this mm -hmm. was more of like you have to start you have to start putting like your own like art into it so I definitely went in there and fooled around with settings, watched YouTube videos, watched TikToks. Um, and yeah, I kind of just fell into place in there. I just kind of fool around. I don't have like a really like base basis. Like when I go into a photo, it's kind of just however I'm feeling and stuff. So I'm like, oh, okay. Like I feel like the lights on this, I could like exaggerate and like, this is a photo that the lighting on it is kind of shit. So I'm going to throw on my grain and make it seem like it was supposed to be like a wild yeah. shot. You know what I mean? So it's, it's definitely one of those things and it has to do with how the photo looks. Um, but when it comes to me shooting in like a pit, I'm not going to lie. Like it's just a lot easier when I'm in the photo pit because I could manipulate the photos a little bit more with like my, my actual camera, <laughs> you know, like I'll have my mm -hmm. like, filters on like I'll throw on like my you know my starburst filters my dream filters and it's just a little bit easier because then when I go into photoshop I could just throw some presets and mess around with colors and it comes out fucking sick but yeah. when it comes to when it comes to my point and shoot camera those are just raw photos those are just raw pictures and it's just like all right how can we make this picture bold as hell okay like you have to really think of like what's going to draw the person into your picture your photo that they're going to want to click on it like it share it so it's definitely a different so, so i shot uh destroy lonely on monday at the walmart in uh, montclair new jersey um okay. I, first of all i was floored by how many like 
14 to 17 year olds there were at the show. It was insane. Really? Like, That's dude, crazy. it was madness. Like, you, know, you have to understand, like, when you look at, like, now when we look at those, like, artists, like, the, the fan base is so young. Like, yeah. when I rolled up my first, like, all time low show and, like, forever ago, like, it was, like, one of my first, like, shows since them being back and stuff. And it was at Pier 17. And it was just so many kids. And yeah. I was like, I'm the oldest one here. What the <laughs> What happened? I literally I said that to the security guard. Um, so the general manager, before the show even went on, had to, like, yeah. get on the microphone and tell these kids, like, yo, you guys are being insane. And if you don't relax, we're going to pull the show. Like, it's a, it became That's a safety so concern. Scary. What the hell? <laughs> they wouldn't, they wouldn't even, <clears throat> they wouldn't even let us shoot in the pit because they were afraid that the front barrier oh. was going to like get knocked over and kill us. It was oh crazy. God, I've never experienced that in my life. Maddened. I would have I was oh, pretty I disappointed. It happens. Like, I'm not that mad about it. Like, I ended up getting a good, sh a couple good shots, but like, I didn't, I don't even bring my 70 to 200 because I was, you know, I, I had planned on just being in the pit. So I had I, my, I keep my 28 to 200 on me hundred percent. Oh. I've learned way too many times when they're like, I, it's happened <laughs> to me at five seconds of summer and it happened to me at big time rush. I was shooting big time rush at uh, MSG and it said in the email front of house. I mm -hmm. get there. There's like three other photographers. They hand us our passes and they're like, okay, so you're going to be shooting from soundboard. One of the others that was with me had a 30 millimeter. Do you know how oh my. the stage is? <laughs> yeah, a mile. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they didn't yeah. have a catwalk. And I was just like, oh no, this poor girl. Like I, my yeah. pictures of 200 millimeters, they were this big. I can't even imagine for her. My heart like yeah. her. So um, yeah. I don't know how you didn't go with that. <laughs> I like, like that thing was attached <laughs> to my camera. You know what it is? I just like I'm so familiar with the venue. I've shot there a million times, and I know from the pit like what I need. I just need my 28 right. to 70. I bring an 85, and I shoot film with the 85. And I, I dude, I know this is completely irrational. I think I may just want to shoot concert photos on film from now on. Like one of my favorite photos I took was like, yeah, it's so bad and slow, and you know I took. Three times thirty six, whatever, like a hundred and some photos, and I got like six good ones, <laughs> which is terrible, obviously. I mean, but that's but no, like if you can if, listen, that's sometimes that's all you need. I mean, I know. I shoot yeah. thirty five hundred photos, and I use me. I know. You know, and like that's the thing that I've been trying to like really drill into my process because like my editing flow, I've gotten to a point like you where I've created my own presets and I know like if I'm shooting a fashion uh, editorial shoot, like this is the preset that I want to use and then I'll manipulate the photo right. accordingly. Yeah. Um, if I'm shooting a concert, this is what I want to do. Like I've got, I built that out for myself to just cut down right. on the on the editing workflow, and I kind of want to figure out a process to do that with my shooting. But I'm not, I haven't figured that out yet. Like, you know, I, I, I yeah, yeah, no, it really is. <laughs> it's hard because yeah. every band is different. Every artist is different. I tried to create like a, what is that? I tried to create that. I mean, for Harry, I created that because that was easy. Like, so yeah. I, he's at the 360 stage and the first like 10 of his residency shows, my ass was like, 
cardio around the whole place. <laughs> so I would come out with like 4,000 photos, which isn't oh, bad, but it's bad because now I have to put these photos up and I want them to go up fast for fans. I'm not, I, you know, I don't put it on um, Instagram till the next day, but that's a lot of photos I now have to go over. And like, I have a job. So like now I'm sitting there at like four in the morning and I've only gotten through like maybe 2000 of them. Um, so I kind of took a step back from doing that and I figured out a better way to do it. So now I, when he's not near me, like I don't chase him. So when he's on the other side, he's on the other side. That's it. You know, when I'm in the front, I stick around the front of like, I just go on different sides of his cat, his front catwalk. And then that's it. Mm-hmm. I don't chase him to the back anymore. I used to do it. Not worth it anymore. And now I'm doing better. Like I have like my. I also think that's. You, you've, like, <laughs> you also, I think it also makes for a good photo because there was a couple photos where I'm thinking off the top of my head, his back was turned to you and he was kind of like pointing up yeah. sort of. And yeah, I think those are cool. Yeah. Those are cool. And, and that's what I like about your photography because it's not like the cliche, you know, singer grabbing the microphone doing like, the oh, very... yeah. there's only yeah. so many angles you can get in the pit. Right. And I think when you yeah. take that approach that you took, you get these alternate angles, alternate kind of like viewpoints that make for beautiful photographs. Thank you. I know I oh, try hard not to repeat with him because he does, you know, he does have like a routine. So mm-hmm. I do so it makes for me being able to catch like what I need because like I'll know his like his where he's gonna walk his like I yeah. can, you know his he's predictable to me now so it's a little bit easier for me to like gauge what he's gonna be doing next so like I'll put my camera down during like when he's on the other side and um there's two sides it's the little freak side and Matilda side um I start off on what I call the little freak side so when I'm standing here and he's over there in the corner I pull my camera down. I don't, you know, it's just, it doesn't, or if he's doing guitar songs, I know when he's going to like pull some little dancey move and when he's going to stand there at the mic. So like I pull mm-hmm. my camera down. So like I'm teaching myself that I don't have to, like I can have trigger syndrome, which is like the, but I don't have to like, <laughs> I like that. I don't have I've to never do heard that. Oh yeah. I have trigger finger syndrome. It's so bad. Bro. I like so bad. that. I've never heard but, that, but yeah, no, that's like a thing. Like I just, I'm terrible. If I, you know, I have to get my shot. I have to get my shot. I don't care. Like if I come home and there's like 40,000 photos, sometimes I'm just like, I need to have to make sure I got it when he's spitting, when he's, you know, doing his little, I have to get it. I mean, listen, uh, as a friend and a fan of your work, it's, it's really cool because every time you shoot a show, I'm in awe of, of what you're able to produce. And it, it it comes off as if there's a lot of care and time put into your work, which is Aww, nice. I think it's different you. from a lot of photographers. Um, oh. <laughs> I also like that, you know, you, you're very conscious about the fact that you've built a following on these social media platforms, but it's not like what defines you as an artist, which I think is personally really cool. Definitely not. If, if, <laughs> If you're a young kid who's listening to you on this podcast for the first time and their dream is to be a concert photographer, how does someone like that turn, you know, their 15-year-old hobby and dream into their 15 years later getting to shoot one of the biggest artists in the world like Harry Styles? How how does someone, you know, get that sort of progress and opportunity in their career? Honestly, just really, like, talk to everybody it's a weird concept, but don't be afraid to like talk to managers, talk to their bandmates, 
shoot like so like okay like shoot you know if you're shooting like a band and you know you're you know someone like is really interactive on social media shoot photograph them often um what else i usually do when so when you're starting off and it's like a hobby probably go on like these facebook groups which i didn't even know about until recently um there's press connect there's a couple others if you go in there and you post your photos and you ask like continuously if anybody's looking for a publication i mean if anybody's looking for photographers for their publication that always helps and get like a few get like a few publications don't stick to just one because sometimes they're going to have another photographer who already requested a show that you want and you want to freelance to another you know definitely spread it out um and just yeah just honestly keep just promoing and make reels like do it's just make everything so like don't just make an instagram post like do a reel do um a tiktok of it like a trend so like say there's a trend going on with like i don't know like um i don't i don't even the pedro pascal one where they're driving in the car (laughs) yeah right that one or like the one where it's like content's too hot and it's a copy put your photo in there um yeah and just like make sure like you just post it up just post it and then honestly like that's when things like start like moving and that's when i've noticed people on um tiktok gain traction is when they Mm -hmm. just keep posting their photos in different trends um Mm -hmm. but yeah it's it's really about like pushing your portfolio which i like i used to do it but excuse me <laughs> I used to do it but I would do like the bare minimum and I noticed that it wasn't getting me where I wanted to be so definitely like bring your cat like if you have point and shoot bring it to Billie Eilish bring it to a Drake con- like bring it if you could bring it bring it just you know you don't have to have a press pass to shoot and that was a big thing like going into this because he doesn't allow outside press in oh. his um yeah no one's allowed no to kidding. shoot him unless it's his photographer or there's like a couple of selected uh getty photographers that he's allowed that he allows in the pit but just if you have that's kind of surprising shoot, that's cool yeah yeah so but he allows point and shoot so if you're like in the pit you have a ticket even if you aren't like i shot from lower bowl and it's mm-hmm. great i have a couple of friends who shoot from lower bowl and their pictures are almost as better like better than I, mine are to be honest like some of them are like way better um yeah you just you know if you are passionate about the artist see if there's a way you know mm-hmm. i think that's have like you a had, big thing have you had any experiences like I, I i have like a fomo mentality that i've been able to get over in the last couple of years and i have a like i don't know not jealousy but like a this person's doing something i would like to do why am i not doing it thing yes. whatever you can call that uh yeah. the jealousy mindset whatever you want to call that do you have the any experiences envy. yeah do you have any experiences with that like i mean you've you've shot some of the biggest artists I'm in the gonna world be a, i'm gonna be 100 percent honest with you yes ah. yes i that was a big problem for me before the pan- I, I keep saying before the pandemic but I'm telling you, like those two years, like they really reevaluated who I was, like as a photographer. Mm, same. Because I was so, there was nothing, there was no live music, so it was like starting all over again, and I had this second chance afterwards. So I, I, that's why I keep saying it. But 
when I tell you like I was the worst person because I just did nothing but compare myself to everybody Mm. I was the first person to be like they only started last year and they're doing better than I am they're doing these people they're shooting how am I not getting the same like credentials as them like and it was just it was so toxic and I think that held me back a lot because I was focused more on that than like um making my images more you know artistic branching out and stuff it really like it put a really dark like pass on that so I have to tell you like as soon as you stop worrying about other people in this business it is such a good feeling which is Mm -hmm. so like hard to say and it took me it took me a couple of years it did because I was so stuck in that mindset of like how come I'm failing and I've been doing this longer than these people have and everyone always tells me I'm so good then why am I not like the same opportunities as these other people and it was so toxic and it was literally deteriorating me as an artist because I was just so bound on comparing like what I was doing and so like you can't if you can't do that it is it will bury you it will destroy you mentally like you just yeah I, I think that's that's such a crucial realization i think because like with anything in life things take time right it takes time to grow your artistry and your skills it takes time to come over negative habits and negative think like it takes years to get to a position in life where you're very comfortable in your own skin where you know who you are as a photographer as an artist as a person and it's relatable to hear someone who's had wild success like yourself say yeah i have been in a terrible place and i have mentally been like what the fuck why are these people doing something i should be doing this like that's that's incredibly relatable i I love that i think when you put into context the fact that there's like no rhyme or reason why one thing breaks one way for you or another way for another person and understand that another person's success is by no means limiting your own it could sort of like free you up mentally to then be able to develop a better editing style, get better at reaching out to artists and managers. Like all of those things are all centered around being comfortable enough with yourself to be able to be like, I'm the fucking best and I'm going to go crush this. Right. You have to just put the confidence in yourself to be like, okay, these people, everyone's telling you you're really good. Everyone's telling you like, you're going to like go somewhere. You're going to do something that you're like, okay, fine. Okay. Now you have to push that. Like, now that narrative is in your brain and you're not looking at this person's photos. You're not looking at that person and who they're covering and how come they're doing this and how come they booked a tour and you didn't like, no, just take what you have with your confidence and be like, this is what I can do. I mm-hmm. think I would be a great asset to your team. I think I would be a valuable person on your, you know, on your media team. Like I want to be here. Like, this is what I want to do with my life. And here's my work. And if you like it, hopefully we can collaborate, you know, like it's very, yeah. it, it destroyed me. I, I was very, very toxic with that, like terribly. So I mean, I, I I'm, I'm, I'm appreciative of the honesty. I'm very appreciative oh, yeah. of the honesty. <laughs> it's super, oh, God, it's super 100%. relatable. Yeah, it is. It's, and I, that's one of the biggest things that holds people back is because they're, you know, like, how come I'm not getting this? How come I'm not do-? like, no, like I promise you, like one of the biggest things that, during the pandemic and a couple like a year after that or so when I started talking to more of the photo community like I would always I would still feel it a little bit I'm not gonna lie like I still felt it because I was breaking in and I was seeing people who were just like you know 
doing way better. And I was just like, I've been at this so long, like what the hell? And then I had a couple of people like tell me like, listen, like your moment is going to come. Like I have mm-hmm. and so many people who don't even know each other would just tell me your moment's going to happen. Everyone's moment is different. Your moment's going to happen. So it's, you just have to be ready for it. You have to be there for it. So I took that yeah. and I was like, okay, I'm just going to keep going. And whatever happens along the way is great. And if I get my moment, I get my moment, but I'm so unbelievably blessed. And like, I'm always so emotional when I realize how many people like actually like my work because I came from where it was like, nobody would even like, they would just be like, oh, your photos are really good. And then that would be it. Now I have people that are like, you're so, you know, you like your work. Like I have it printed on my wall and, and, and I'm obsessed with like stuff like that. Like literally warms my heart because I'm just like, oh my God, like my, my art is so personal to me that you're giving me like the best compliment by saying that, you know? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I completely agree. If someone tells me they like my photo, it means like, it, it, it's like, it stops. And <laughs> yeah. You just called me attractive. And now my ego is on the fucking roof. Yeah, like, like, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for liking my picture. <laughs> That's so funny. Confidence boost. It's so crazy. You know, it's weird because I have a, a, like an insane level of confidence in myself and I've always had this like irrational belief that everything that I want in life is going to be mine. And I think in a lot of ways that that has been incredibly helpful sort of mentality. And then in other ways, it could be somewhat toxic in that I may not work as hard as I need to because I just believe everything's going to work out. And I fixed that recently and it spent some time like grounding myself into realizing that I still need to work my ass off to get my dreams and have them come true. And I fully believe I'm in the midst of like the best year of my life. Like it's been two months now, call it. Yeah. I'm crushing this year. It's, it's my, it's my bitch. And, (laughs) and like artistically I've, I've come to a place where I'm very comfortable in, in what I'm producing. And I'm curious, like as someone who's had the level of success that you've had in the industry, where do you go from here? Like what is left for you to tackle and like, what are you hopeful for, for the next, you know, couple years of your career? Honestly, I would love to know if Harry Styles has ever seen my pictures. I'm so, it's a clowning thing to say it. It's such <laughs> a clown ass move. Um, I, so like that being said, like I'm just, it would be nice to know that he's seen it. And, like, I always make the joke. I mean, like, probably has, right? Like, I don't know. And I honestly, I mean, half of me is just like, I don't care. I'm doing it mainly because I, as an artist, I love him. Um, I always loved him, obviously. Um, <laughs> but he, like, as an artist, like, he's just so, his concerts are always just so much fun. And they're always so mm-hmm. inspiring. So, like, even though I'm shooting from a point and shoot camera, as I'm shooting these pictures that, other people would look at it and be like, those are basic photos. Like, I'm seeing it as, like, I'm going to fucking edit the crap out of this. These are going to look so sick when I get home. Like, I'm always so excited to just jump on the computer and edit. Um, But as it goes, like, I mean, editing-wise, I always feel like I can grow. And I do. I do end up growing a lot. Um, because I discover, like, new ways to, like, 
really bring the photo to life. And like, there's always going to be like different, um, you know, like different presets I try. I always use like a different theme. Like I, I definitely want each of my pictures to have their own like story to them. So like mm-hmm. when you see them, like they're, you're like, Oh, Nikki took that. Like, you know what I mean? Like I definitely want to have that for myself at some point where somebody looks at my pictures and like, that's a Nikki Marie photo, you know, like it would just yeah. be such a great feeling for someone to just look at a picture and be like that without it being like Harry Styles too. Like, even if it was just like <laughs> a, you know, like a Louis Capaldi or something and somebody goes, oh yeah, that's, that's a Nikki Marie picture. You know what I mean? I fucking love um, Louis Capaldi. I love him so much and I will be out. He like, seems like the most shows. relatable human being on earth. Oh, like just when I genuinely you, relatable. I will- I recently told my friend this and she made fun of me, but I said, if I don't marry someone like Louis Capaldi, like I failed in my life. Like I swear yeah. to God, like that man is like the epitome of what I want in like a party. Yes. Like he is just so chill and funny. Like never he embodies the like, must he embodies the must protect at all costs mentality yes. that I think yes. like, yeah. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's it's one of those things like I just, I really want to have my own style, even though I'm growing. So hopefully like that works out, but for the next couple of years, um, maybe get on a tour for a little bit or, um, right now I'm working, I'm training at the moment. I don't want to jinx it, but I'll say it. It's okay. Um, I'm currently training to do, um, to be a photo editor at Daily Mail. Sick. So maybe, yeah. So hopefully that would be nice to get offered a contract right now. That would be great. <laughs> yeah. Um, but when it comes down to it, I just want to be shooting shows as much as I can. I like any shows, like anything, honestly. Like I'm just so like yeah. I just don't want to ever yeah. let that go. That's like one of my things, honestly. I will never stop shooting like concerts i don't care i will be the oldest person i will be the grayest <laughs> little granny in the pit <laughs> shooting fucking shows and i've seen it i've seen it i love so that I, I maybe love that. maybe a goal would be to maybe shoot for getty because that's i always apply for them but they're always like yeah your work is super great but we, we don't need your photographers right now and i'm like it is tough. No, I I think about that a lot because like there are venues that are really hard to get into and there are publications like Getty that are really hard to get into when you're talking about proximity to like, you know, right. 10 million people and they're they've got it covered. It's hard. It's hard. And like I apply like every year, like as a joke. Like I'll like see it and I'll apply and I'll send it in and you know what? Like you could just submit your photos to Getty, right? And be yeah, like a Getty so accredited. Much, yeah. So you pretty much like send them in and they'll be like, oh, we'll keep you on as like a freelancer maybe. And like sometimes they do that. And then sometimes they're kind of like directly looking for a photographer to put on staff. It's very weird. I had to like yeah. go through a couple of processes to figure it out. But um, mm-hmm. I'd love to work for Getty at some point as a photographer. I mean, holy shit. Like that's a great... That is yeah. a great like agency to yeah. have as a backdrop. Like you can shoot yes. anything under Getty. <laughs> so, do you, have you, uh, in terms of like where you've been published, like do you have any uh, publications that you haven't been published with yet that are like dream situations for you in terms of like Rolling where Stone? Well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rolling Stone. Yeah, I'd love to be on Rolling Stone. How has so... one of your Harry Styles photos not? <laughs> yet been in rolling stone 
that's I like know. that's baffling to me because they have a contract i believe with him and his getty photographer uh, and his other okay. two, it's very hard he's one of those people that's like so taking it back though like so apparently shooting so my next goal is to shoot taylor swift um oh. and apparently she takes on publications like she's chill about it she's not like him i would have thought she's just as hard as harry but no yeah. like they're Same. mad she's mad chill like she takes on like small publications so like we try in we try in um I swear taylor I taylor is an avid listener and supporter <laughs> taylor is an avid listener and hey, supporter K-K. of this podcast <laughs> She's a Patreon of the Wrong Advice podcast. Imagine She's definitely going to hear this. So <laughs> um, but my, me my and my goal. me and my close personal friend Taylor Swift. <laughs> Tay Tay, listen, girl. Um, we both started from the bottom. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's like a that's like a goal. Otherwise, MetLife is pretty chill. I could bring in my bridge camera and take it mm-hmm. from the pit. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I'm definitely in debt because. Harry is expensive. Yeah. And I shoot from his pit like an idiot. Sometimes I'll do lower bowl, but like, listen. When I'm just genuinely curious, when you have <laughs> the audience that you have, and I'm assuming yeah. you're shooting for yourself and then allocating mm-hmm. those photos to some publication, why are yeah. you not being credentialed for the pit? It's just that it's only he's only letting in a certain number of guys for or, or photos photographers so for a certain the, number of shows no so you know what it is he has this like what is that he has this like um it's just like his set media team because mm-hmm. um, he knows who he likes to shoot him mm-hmm. so he's like you know it's kind of like the kardashians like they have their personal pap- paparazzi people he has <laughs> this certain photographer like he he'll, sh- he'll let getty shoot but he'll only let like two of their photographers that he's approved shoot. So it's like not even like, oh, I'm going to hire Getty for this show that I'm putting. No, it's like only these two photographers I want Mm -hmm. at this specific date at this specific time. So it's, and then my, my work is just kind of like, I mean, I classify as fan photos at this point because I'm not professionally shooting under a publication or for the pit. And I just kind of like give them to the publications for you know like accreditation of you know yeah exactly and it gets me a lot it does get me people who want to buy my prints which are like i assuming is like fine i mean i've been doing it for a couple years and no one said anything but um like it's it's not like i'm shooting on like a professional camera like i could see it would be problematic if i had like my big two thousand dollar kit on me like then it's you know that's a problem but like i'm shooting from a camera that's let me see if i could find it i could pull it up somewhere but it's like i'm shooting from a camera that's like the size of my iphone oh my god my bed is a mess i'm so sorry (laughs) it's okay (laughs) where's my little camera that's a lens oh here she is nope that's a white i'm genuinely shocked that you're telling me that all of these photos have not been produced with like a mirrorless or like a dslr get the fuck out of here this is the baby. I'm too stunned to speak. <laughs> You're telling me all of these unbelievable Harry photos have all been produced with this camera. 95% of them, yes. Is that the, the ZV-1? What is that? This is the Sony RX100. Okay. 
And it is a what um, to what Zoom. This is a two point eight. <laughs> this is literally this is like a like a fifteen hundred dollar camera, which is like insane. And, and what's the focal length? What's the focal um, length? The focal is only to two hundred, but the uh two hundred is crazy for that fucking yeah. little thing. Are you kidding me? And it's wow. It's two point eight to four point five. Wow. I really don't zoom in on him too much. Cause he's I was like with this, I'm like, I just want the, you know, like the, you know, but That's um, crazy. It's, a really, it's a really good camera. I mean, this is like, this is my savior. This is my savior. I'm sh- I would I'm sh- this. Nikki, I'm I genuinely <laughs> shocked. <laughs> oh, I'm okay. shocked. Yeah. I'm not saying uh, it's a bad it camera, is? but like oh, no. to you get, know what it, is? it shoots raw. So uh-huh. when you, so it's shooting raw is so helpful. Like, even though these pictures don't come out like fifty you know, megapixels, right, right? Right. I can still go in and like do a lot because it's raw. So I'm like perfect. It's kind of like a I have, canvas for me. I have to be honest. I have so much more respect for your work now. Like. I didn't even know that that was possible. Like, yeah. I just naturally assumed that you were sitting in the pit with, you know, a Sony, you know, A7S III, yeah. A7S IV, or whatever. Like, I'm, no, a, I'm a Canon guy, so child. I don't. Yeah, that I'm shocked, dude. That just that just that just talks. That just usually speaks usual. to. Oh, there you go. Yeah, this that just usual. speaks. That just speaks for how incredible of an artist. And a, and a photo editor you are because you're making gorgeous images from a fucking point and shoot camera. I'm like, <laughs> I'm floored. I'm floored. That's so nice. Thank you so much. Wow. Dude, Rolling yeah, Stone, thanks. Sasha Lekka, I know you're listening to this podcast. You need to be hiring <laughs> Nikki immediately. Like, that look at what this girl is doing with a point and shoot camera. Actually follow Sasha. Of course you do. Everybody like, does. <laughs> praying that one day, like, something i had taken crosses their path because that would be amazing i think the coolest thing about the concert photography industry and and from a uh like a a photographer's perspective is we're all genuinely like just in love with the music and the art of taking photos at concerts i was lucky enough to have my buddy dustin rabin on uh the podcast a couple weeks ago and he's shot like every major incredible artist that you can name over the years Mm -hmm. and his work book is insane and i what's cool is there's just this camaraderie around the industry where like i genuinely want to see you be successful he wants to see everyone be successful you want to see everyone be successful i think that's different than a lot of different industries when it comes to photography like fashion stuff like people are just cutthroat they you know want everyone to fail except for themselves yeah but i think it's it's cool yeah yeah, it's, it's super it's cool because like things, yeah. there's less gatekeeping in concert photography, which I think is nice because at the end of the day, like I, my big thing is like, I want to see everyone be successful and succeed. Mm-hmm. And like, there's a lot less gatekeeping in this part of the business than there is in others. And I think that's cool about it. And, and yeah, yeah it's, it's, yeah. I definitely and I'm still like... dumbfounded. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be honest. Like I, it's, it's some people. Some people don't see it that way. And, like, I love to be able to help anybody I can, um, which is why I was so excited because I was, like, when you asked me to be on the podcast, I was, like, oh, great, I could share this with followers and everybody because I, I get constant, like, texts and, and, like, emails and 
DMs and some people are even super nice and they're like, can I intern for you? I was like, girl, I'm not oh. even making money, but that's really nice of you to think that I could take you on as an intern. Like I'm literally hey, unpaid intern. Yeah. I'm literally shooting from the pit. Like I don't even know where I like, I'm shooting from a GA pit that I paid, you know, X amount of money for. Um, but honestly it's, it's, you really have to like love music to be in this business. I mean, you mm-hmm. really have to be passionate about what you're doing. And it shows in your photos. Like, if you're just doing this for a paycheck, if you're just doing this because somebody, like, asked you, you could just, you could just tell. You could just yeah. see in people's photos that they're just doing it for the job. Like, you really have to love what you do and you have to love music like that. Like, as if you are a musician. Because you may be an instrument in a photography way, you know, in a, in a media way. I like way. that. I like that. I think passion for music is crucial to be a successful concert photographer because you have to, in some way, be wildly inspired by the person that you're photographing because that comes through in your images. That is something that you can look at and feel from a photographer. Like when I look at your images, you can tell how much your artists that you're capturing inspire you to create these wonderful images like that comes through in your photographs and if you're not that passionate about anything that you're photographing it's going to show it's going to look flat yeah yeah Mm -hmm. it's going to look like you just did it for whatever reason and just threw on a preset and we're done like if you really have like the passion and stuff behind it like you'll just you'll notice like the difference in your photos and you're going to see like a different reaction to your work because people are going to be like, wow, like this is, this is insane. And like, this is crazy. Like you're, you know, how did you do this? How did you like edit this image? And like, sometimes like I just go into the zone, like I can't even give you a workflow when it comes to my Photoshop. Like my ass is like, I'll be going through images and I'll just go through my Lightroom images, pull it up in Photoshop. And next second I'm playing with it for like four hours. Um, <laughs> oh my God. There's just, yeah, it's crazy. I, I'm an, I'm a night worker. So, so I'm up to like, the sun will be rising at like five in the morning. I'm like, Oh shit, I've been on the computer for 12 hours. Um, but like, it's, it's crazy because you really have to be inspired by like what you're doing. And if you're not like, it's just, there's no point. Like this is obviously isn't the business for you. You have to really just want to be able to do it. You know, this is a cutthroat business, unfortunately. And sometimes you just have to, you have to really prove yourself sometimes. When you look at your work, is there any component of it where you feel like you're only as good as your most recent show? Because sometimes I look at like, I'll go like a month or longer before I like in between shows. And I'm like, well, like, am I even really doing this? If it takes that, you know, that big of a gap, like, do you, so do you have that feeling at all? Like when you're looking back, like, Oh, Um, I'm only as good as. I mean, to be honest, like, Sometimes I get a little sad because like my Harry photos will blow up to 20,000 likes. And then I'll be really, really, really proud of like this photo, like this whole photo set I have of um, Kid Cudi that I shot at GovBall. And I, I edited it so well and it looks so sick and it has like 900 likes, you know, and it's cause sometimes it makes me sad and, and I'm just kind of like, oh, all right. And then I'll sometimes feel like I'm stagnant. Like if I have to, like right now, like I haven't shot a show since like, I'm going to say like Palm Springs, like Harry's birthday show on February 1st. 
So like it's been a it's been a hot second since I've been you know. So I feel like I'm just kind of chilling here and I'm waiting for the next one. But I mean, I still kind of pull images and you know what I'll do is I'll like I find in the back of my head I'll be like okay what can I do with these images that I have already and like how can I like improve them so for instance like because I pulled that and I was doing those like images I did a um I did a reel and I put the images in a reel and I was able to create that um I did another one where because I have trigger finger syndrome I'm able to like create like a really cute stop motion so I pull oh, cool. that so I try not to stop working in between and then I like try and like continuously push my portfolio and like I'll book other things not just like for concerts because like my income mainly comes from like me shooting like people's like engagement parties and like birthday parties and you know family portraits and stuff like don't ever like knock doing those like please like if you're in the business of it like if you have the versatility to shoot like that like do it because mm-hmm. I listen to me, I love concert photography, but it is sometimes very hard to be handed a paid gig. I just that's just how it is. Um, people will approach you, you can approach them, but a lot of times it's unpaid and it sucks. And if you want to still do it and it's unpaid, respectable, that's for publication purpose. You know, like how I shoot for, um, so I shoot for like 1883 magazine and also like you know, BLI, my radio station over here, the local radio station. And I take on like as many as I can, like unpaid wise, like I don't care, like, because I know it's going to be in a publication. And I know that I could use that for like pushing my portfolio to an artist that I want to shoot on a tour that I can be paid for, you know what I mean? So for instance, right now, I'm hoping to get on Big Time Rush's tour um, because I did a trial shooting with them and that was really great. So hopefully I can have a couple opportunities with them. That would be super awesome. Um, but like in my meantime, like I'm booking shoots with like clients for like small wedding ceremonies, you know, family portraits, engagement pictures, like anything along those lines, that's where the money comes in. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where you're guaranteed a paycheck, but it funds like all of my free work. So, mm-hmm. you know, and then sometimes you do get hit up for a band for, you know, a paid gig. And that's a great feeling. Take oh, that yeah. feeling and run with it. <laughs> uh, no, totally. I think what you perfectly accurately described is the hustle mentality to be a creative yes. in this day and age. Yeah. It requires 100%. a fuck ton of hard work, a fuck ton mm-hmm. of perseverance. It gets, you get told no a hundred fucking times in a row. And so many times. <laughs> so many and, and that's okay. Like, yeah. I, like I, I, my last podcast, I, I, the clarity that came from realizing that every failure I've had in my life so appropriately brought me to where I am today was right. like revolutionary for me. Realizing that even though I didn't succeed at something, it put me in position to either work harder, try something new, right. or do something else. And that's it's important. Me ask. Every no used to deteriorate me. It used to like I used to take that shit so personal. Someone mm-hmm. said, like, no, I was like, fuck this. Why am I putting myself through this? This is hell. No. Now it's like someone says no to me. I'm like, okay, challenge accepted, bitch. Let's go. Yeah. And like, I hustle my ass and I'm like, what can I be different? And like, I just look at it as success is my greatest revenge. So for every no Ooh. I'm going to get, 
I'm going to count it as a reason to be better because that means I should be better. And so that's just like my headspace now. And honestly, it helps so much because I'm out here like, okay, well, they obviously don't think you're good enough. Show them that you are good enough and that they can't have you now. So. Yeah. Success is my greatest revenge. I am stealing good. the shit out of that. That Do is it. great. Yeah. yeah. Because it, when I tell you for every time I feel hurt, you know, upset about something going on in my either personal life or in my photography career, and I feel deterred and like just, you know, capped out where I'm just like, you're not going to get any better than this. It's not going to do any, you're not going to rise any higher. I have to like fuck up and just be like, listen, bitch, get your shit together, pack it up and get and start doing it. Use, I use my powerful emotions that I have like towards myself and I use it as fuel to be better. So like, you know, it's not like I used to like just completely like shut down. Now I'm just like, okay, let's go. Like I'm looking at reels, I'm looking at TikToks, I'm looking at different photographers, new styles. How can I manipulate it and make that look better? How can I like, and I do that. I put myself in front of my computer and I edit it and I go back and I'll like find photos that I just looked over that I can edit and I pull them and I fix them and I make reels out of them and stuff. So that kind of mentality is like really healthy to have. I think it's so much better to target your emotions into your creativity. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm really happy that I taught myself how to do that because I was definitely taking myself out of the equation when I would do that. And it, when I was like really just depressed about things, can't do it. Can't do that. Like it was, it's just not worth it anymore. Now you have yeah. to be a fighter. You got to fight for it because Otherwise, well, everything, like nothing's handed to you. It sucks. Trust me, I get it. <laughs> listen, I, I love all of that. I mean, I think it goes without saying that the the process in which you come to your artwork speaks for itself. I, I find your work incredibly inspiring. I find your attitude incredibly yeah. inspiring. I'm super happy that I'm Thank able to so consider much. you a friend. I have a very cheesy line. Oh. If you've been on my podcast, you're part of my family. Uh, thank you so much for coming on today and spending this hour with me and talking about your incredible work. Um, yeah, this has just been a real treat for me, and uh, I've really it's enjoyed our conversation. <laughs> it's honestly been an honor. Thank you so much for having me on here. I think it was really great, and I hope I inspired other people to uh, uh, kick it in the did. ass. <laughs> you hope, definitely did. So. Okay, good. Yeah. That's, that was the whole point. <laughs> thank you so much, Nikki. This was really of great. I'm, I'm really so appreciative. Of All course. right, take care. All right, bye bye.